Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in the millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I'm Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. I am joined here today by none other than Miss Lisa, who y'all heard from before, all the way from Australia, and uh, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Erin. Good morning here. It's a beautiful sunny morning on your evening. <laughs> yes, yes. And I asked Miss Lisa to come back because we had such a beautiful conversation around her own personal journey, trauma. I mean, she has stories for days, y'all. And we didn't really get a chance to dive deeply into the the meat and potatoes of her work, if you will. Like, I mean, it's just that real. Like, we want to really understand how we can utilize the tools and the teachings to activate our our divinity and in your words, to use your words, Lisa, to harness our power so that we can really demystify the woo and utilize the science and the evidence that all of us so deeply crave because for many of us, myself included, like this was me, like I graduated from Harvard. I hadn't gone to church in like 10 years. Like what was a church? And even though having gone growing up every day, every Sunday, like being an altar server, doing all my, you know, communion, confirmation of a, you know, the Catholic thing and really just not feeling connected because there was nothing real to me about it. It didn't feel real. It just felt everything was a mystery. Like why, you know, when everything else in my life was just so tangible and so, you know, um, you know, A plus B equals C in many ways. And actually that spirituality couldn't be more scientific and balanced and perfect in its creation because it is, it is that it is creation. And I'm so grateful that we're taking this time to kind of dig into that, which is the truth and evidence behind what spirit is. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Abs, oh, you've just said that so perfectly. I'm I'm buzzing with excitement. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, vibration and frequency as we go on. But uh, thank you so much. This is uh, it, it's it's giving people the opportunity with all these big words they're starting to hear since I call what the Great Awakening has happened, mm-hmm. and to have it make a little bit more sense. So we're planting the seeds for people to just take the next step and the next step. As I was saying in our last conversation, our, the breadcrumbs, I kept following the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. uh, just like you have. Mm-hmm. And it evolves into uh, the most beautiful lotus flower. <laughs> Literally it does. And I hope that our watchers and our listeners can take that in because that's something that's been 
deeply resonating with me and I'm being reminded of in my lessons of the, the pace of the sequencing, the pacing of our journey, because we're so used to it at a very accelerated crash and burn, fail fast type of environment, like especially in business. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't be further from what we have been called to do, which is to, you know, move with grace, to tread carefully, to, you know, uh, not necessarily. Become still. Say what? Become still. Become still or completely stop stillness. Yes. It's, you couldn't be more opposite than that. And so, you know, I really am really grateful that we're kind of coming back to what our truth is so that we can start to embody more of that power that we're going to learn about so that we can really show up in our, in our truth. Yes. Mm. Yes. And love the journey. Mm. Success without fulfillment is complete emptiness and misery Mm. and grind. Mm. That part. Been there. <laughs> that part. If we're not having fun, then what are we doing it for? You know, if we're not in joy while we're living, then are we even living? You know? Yes. And so um, I guess without further ado, we can just jump right into Sounds your fantastic. And I can. And, and yeah, I was going to say, I've got to say, you said the word enjoy, you know, live in joy. Yeah. What about the word enjoy? Yes. Uh, so we need to be enjoying mm-hmm. the process, which is living in joy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that just <laughs> yeah, that's what that's why I said it that way because it's people are used to seeing hearing it enjoy or enjoy your meal, but yeah, in I'm in joy. Like yes. I, of course I am. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's go, sister. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's jump into the presentation. And then hopefully it's okay for me to like ask questions and kind of talk about what resonates with me as we go. So yes, yes, perfect. Please do. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh let's go. All right. So as the beautiful Erin said, and thank you once again, Erin, for allowing me into this space. It, we really have uh, such infinite potential and I want to show you how you can harness your own power. So it's about demystifying the woo and showing how science can actually prove it. So today we are going to talk about, I'll pop that over there, talk about neuroscience, epigenetics, metaphysics, and you. Now they are big words and I'm going to break them all down into very easy digestible pieces. And exposing your most powerful resource. I just have to move my little picture around here, sorry. Um, That uh, I want to show people how they can take back their power and create lasting change. Have the body that you love and respect. Feel in control of your mind and your emotions. To have fulfilling, unconditional, loving relationships. To live a life, uh, a free life full of joy and abundance and literally become unstoppable in life and business. And that is 
at using your innate superpower. And it's about programming your mind and your body to unlock your infinite intelligence. And that is your higher self. We are all born perfect, bubbling blisses of joy. And then we get humanized. And we have all the conditions, all the rules, all the this, that, the other. Um, don't talk too loud. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we get all messed up. <laughs> and then we get to a point where we choose that this is not, this is not my life. This is not who I am. And then we start taking all those layers off. So I'm going to show you part of the process. But within this, I would like you to know that the information is not intended to diagnose, treat or cure a medical condition. Mm -hmm. And if people feel that there is something uh, present that they need to seek advice on, please go and do that. Mm -hmm. I want to give a quick overview on who Lisa Marie is. She's lived a, a many lives, uh, but I started as a little girl who lived in fear and darkness, but I always had an inner knowing that there was a light inside that could shine very, very bright. And I can likely relate to you because of all the things that happened as I was growing up. I was a neglected child, abused, experienced a lot of physical and psychological horrors. My mother had psychiatric illness. Uh, I lived with uh, chronic systemic autoimmune disease, multiple of them. I lived in pain. I had disability through injuries and I had 18 surgeries. I was also a child runaway and had uh, anorexia nervosa to be uh, to the point of hospitalization as, as mm. well as a teenager. Mm. I've experienced substance abuse because I drank too much alcohol to try and hide or, you know, stop all my pain or my sadness. I had marital, abu marital abuse. I've endured poverty, <laughs> hardship and faced bankruptcy. And uh, as many people experience trauma, anxiety and depression. And we're smiling because of the lessons in all of it. Like it sounds horrible. <laughs> It sounds horrible, but when you add, but however, as you live and appreciate your journey, then it becomes like you're grateful for it. Yes, yes. Oh, I, I, people ask me, um, what would you change? And I say nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. Because it has made me who I am. And without, all of that darkness, all of those lessons, um, I, I, I would not have been able to reach so deep to find the truth of who I am. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing about it. Mm. And because as a child, I, I tried to always win, be great, um, try to win the love of my mother for significance, it, it basically it gave me a driving force of uh, success and winning at no matter what cost. <laughs> so I was very uh, angrily driven by desire. Um, and uh, after I ran away from home as a teen, I did go back to finish high school because I knew I needed to finish high school. So I was at home another 12 months. Then I ran away again to the army. <laughs> I, thought, I, can, I need to get the heck out of there far, far away. 
um, had a serious injury there that left me lowered and disabled. So, but I, I always had a curiosity about science. So I became a medical scientist in diagnostic pathology because I wanted to learn about the human body because mine was dying. I had so many chronic illnesses. I was so sick, so sad. Um, I have been a neuroscience and quantum researcher for a very long time, nutrition and fitness trainer, a 360 holistic health practitioner. What that means is I, I take everything into consideration. You cannot just focus on one pillar of health to get healthy. You need to incorporate everything through movement, nutrition, sleep, rest, um, your emotional well-being, uh, breath and meditation facilitator, leadership speaker, author, uh, part of a wellness company and I have become uh, top 1% in that and over the last 20 years through my belly to belly uh, holistic business I've helped around 5,000 people get results so that's a snapshot of I was so driven one to um, to be great that that was all I knew because that was my programming as a child to try and win my mother's love but apart from that I wanted to I wanted to make an impact into other people's lives because I knew so many people were suffering. Mm. And I I am evidence that thoughts create things and so is Erin. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, but be very careful of what you think. Negative or positive, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I teach is what has unfolded over the last 40 years. I'm now in my 50s. And uh, so basically the first 10 years was just the first 10 years. And then I woke up. (laughs) Uh, And I have created a beautiful life. I've traveled the world. I've done extraordinary things. Um, I've become a step parent to two beautiful girls uh, I've had them since they were in diapers and they have taught me the biggest lessons um, of seeing what life is like through the eyes of a child living in safety. Um, and as you said, Erin, uh, that it was Lisa visiting that little scared girl, you know, I'm reliving that life of, of um, having to be able to experience the love and the joy of, of, love and joy (laughs) without conditions yeah um and I've been blessed to have been personally mentored by Mr Jim Rohn who was Tony Robbins uh great mentor I was introduced to metaphysics at the age of 14 through a kung fu uh, club and um, I was taught tai chi meditation I started to learn the eastern arts and basically the teachings of the Tao teaching and it's Literally, simplicity, patience, and compassion. And as we spoke about a few moments ago, Erin, stillness in this fast-paced, crazy world that has no off button. Um, We are drowning in information but starving in wisdom. Yes. Beautiful quote I heard. I can't remember who said it. I will have to Mm. Google. Mm. Um, But it is so true. Mm. And. I want to explain, these are in the words of our beautiful Erin Patton, because it was just so simply broken down. So meta, it comes from Greek roots and it's something of a higher order. So it's it's beyond. Yes. (laughs) And physics is the physical properties and phenomena um, that we understand it in the 3D world here. So we're going to go 
past 3D, past 4D. We're going to talk about 5D, baby. <laughs> 5D. Um, and so metaphysics is the combination of going beyond the 3D world to literally activate the divine within us and to bring ourselves uh, to our fullness wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just so beautiful? You said that so it. lovely. <laughs> Um, I want to show people how they can awaken the giant within living in a brain healthy life. There's so much talk about mental health and they just are missing. It's the horse before the cart. Mm. If you don't have a healthy brain, you cannot have emotional wellness and mental wellness. Um, So we, we really have to focus on that. And there are so many factors and uh, epigenetics is going to touch on that as well. We want to create harmony in all areas of life. I don't believe in balance because some areas need more attention than others and how to continually program your body and mind to live in a peak state mm-hmm. to wake up every morning saying how much more fun and abundance and manifesting can I ever think possible is waking up, launching into a peak state of, wow, what's going to happen today? Right. <laughs> now I want to show people how they can actually become supernatural. How exciting is that? <laughs> and I'm going to now go back to where physics and quantum physics has come into being. The way to be in control of your life is to create it. And we've heard this quote many times by Ralph Waldo Emerson, a man is what he thinks about all day long. And this is what is happening to the the demise of humanity Mm. because we're only fed negativity through media, social media, Um, it's pretty doom and gloom and we cannot solve our problems with the current that with basically with the same thinking that what created it Albert Einstein he reminds me of uh, Professor Julius Sumner Miller which was a uh, man on black and white tv when I was after school tv for me he was wiry gray hair with these big bushy eyebrows white lab coat which is probably why I became a scientist and he always used to say why is this so and he sparked he spurred curiosity in me all of the time because I was a curious kid I would just lie down on the grass and look at the trees and think how amazing is that how did they actually grow like that you know do all those kind of things make pictures out of the clouds Um, and think and grow rich. This book, like the old tattered version in front of you, is actually out of my library. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I could zip over there and pull it out right now. But I've read it more than 50 times because I was, I was told by my mentors, if you want to be successful, study successful people. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Napoleon Hill took on mm-hmm. for 20 years. He studied the most successful people of that era and literally put it in a book and there are nine secrets in there and if you learn to apply the simple basic techniques revealed here you will have mastered the secret to true and lasting success and uh, I've also listened to it about 50 times on audible (laughs) Nikola Tesla people know Tesla's name and I want to just we'll come to this later in the presentation that um 
someone had a dream to have an electric car, right? We now have electric cars on the road. <laughs> it's not an accident. And if you want to find the secrets to the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And that is a real key player in what we're going to talk about for the rest of the presentation. Uh, Nikola Tesla knew all about it way back then. And this is, this is just like the, the mic drop moment. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of existence. And this is actually happening in yes. this decade we are in right now. Literally. We have learned more about neuroscience and um, all of the electromagnetic frequencies of the, the human body and what it's capable of in these last 10 years than what we have learned in the last 100 years, hands down. Because we have the imaging to detect it, basically. Mm -hmm. And this gentleman, he won the Nobel Prize for Physics in 1918. So this has been around for a long time. It's nothing new. And then we've got all of the, the Eastern philosophies and the Ayurvedic uh, practitioners that were centuries before that. So um, we're just, we're pretty slow. <laughs> um, but Planck made uh, substantial contributions to physics, but he was sort of like the, uh, the father of quantum theory and literally revolutionized the understanding of the atom and the subatomic processes. I felt it was important to give you a little bit of an overview of leading into um, starting to get into stuff that can be really challenging to grasp. Uh, this is was like the first half of my university degree. So um, and I got pretty I geek out on it. So I get excited. <laughs> and we are just literally a mass of vibrating energy and Aaron knows this. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we're predominantly made up of hydrogen, oxygen and carbon. The whole universe is. But, you know, other things, other formations have got different atoms, different elements in there, different metals. And so basically um, the smallest particular, like when you magnify down on a human cell, magnify, 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 all the way down to the highest possible magnification, it's just vibration, is vibrating atoms. You can see it. And, um, and the smallest part beyond that is a wave and a wiggle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, won't, I won't talk any more about that because it gets a bit confusing. And a wiggle. But, yes um and so as a human we're made up of over 100 trillion cells and about 30 trillion of those have got uh, a nucleus the rest are red blood cells and think about the capacity of the human body it is mind-blowingly intelligent 10 million blood cells are produced per second and our gut cells 10 billion per second. Mm. Like how incredible is the human body? We don't even have to think about our body to do that, thank goodness. <laughs> it's got enough to think about. Um, but, you know, our heart beating, it, it beats hundreds of thousands of times a year and we don't have to think about it doing it. So it's really quite incredible. So when we break all of that down, we get to the, the smallest form of an atom. So electrons, waves, wiggles, lights, um, and they move very fast. <laughs> so uh, um, 
Mm. And I want to introduce a fun fact. We all know there's a North Pole and a South Pole and there's a, a magnetic field around the Earth. And guess what? Humans are magnetic as well. We have an electromagnetic field. There is theory of a thing called the Taurus field. Us believers know that it's true because <laughs> uh, we've been present in it in uh, some high-level meditation and, and felt it. Um, but basically, the heart, and this is significant, the heart space is far more powerful, 100,000 times stronger electrically and 5,000 times stronger magnetically than the brain. Mm. This is this is powerful stuff here, okay? And I'm wearing the colours of the heart chakra today. So, yes. <laughs> And um, here we're going to start to step into epigenetics and neuroplasticity. And Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's like the father of stem cell um, discovery in biology, but he went way beyond just the, the cellular component of it. Thoughts, whether negative or, or positive, determine our biology. And it's fact, it is scientific fact that 95% of all chronic disease without exception has scientifically proven to be the cause of stress and low frequency lifestyle. What's low frequency lifestyle? Eating junk food, not exercising, put, putting, being exposed to uh, negative chemicals and environment, toxic relationships. That's low frequency lifestyle, what a lot of the population live in. Medication, smoking, drinking, all these things that we drown ourselves out in to stop our, our trying not to think about our current life circumstances. Mm. No more than 5% is actually caused by genes. So here we go. What are your dominating thoughts? We have 70,000 thoughts a day, and I'm going to cover that in a moment. You have to think about what, what are you feeling right now, apart from curiosity about this strange stuff I'm talking about. You, are you, did you wake up feeling overwhelmed? Did you already, you know, start your day with um, the same old, same old, and you just haven't shifted out of that state? Or are you living in uh, curious expectation of what wonderful things are going to happen today? Major difference. And this is credit to Mel Robbins. She uses the petrol gauge analogy. Mm. And I want to uh, just briefly touch this of where is your life? And if you feel depleted, it literally is a, a, a an SOS. It's like, you've got to change, baby. <laughs> it's time to do something about it. No one is going to come and save you. It's your responsibility. That part. And as we move through the gauges, a quarter of a tank is, you know, you're in survival mode, you're low energy, you lack motivation, and your tank is literally the quality of your life. And then we move into just doing fine. You know, when I, I always smile and say to people, how are you going? And they say, not bad. Not bad. Well, I'm glad you're not bad. Why not? I'm great. I'm good. But not bad. So, you know, their expectation is um, I'm, I'm just doing fine. Yeah. But fine is not good enough. Mm. I don't want to do fine. You're just coping. <laughs> mm. um, three quarters of a tank, it's adding energy to life. You're feeling mm -hmm. happy. Um, but you know that you can actually do more to improve your quality of life. And uh, 
here we've got <laughs> totally energized your life your life energizes you you energize you you're feeling fulfilled and satisfied um you've tapped into your excellence and you live in that every day you still know that you can move into higher greatness um you're excited to wake up and face the day uh, when my eyes open i just give so much thanks to the fact that i am well and I'm not in pain and I don't feel sick. And I'm just so grateful for that because I've, I've, that was the first 40 years of my life. Um, and you leave the day with optimism and intention. Optimism. I'm not talking positivity. Mm -hmm. I'm talking optimism. They're two completely different things. Yes. Positivity is a whole lot of rah-rah that if you're in a negative state and trying to be positive, it ain't going to work. And um, the most important thing when, oopsie, when we're talking about your tank, there's so many factors, your finances, your level of happiness, the state of your home, the state of your desk, the cleanliness of your life, friendship, family, um, your, if you're in business, your revenue goals, your, your team, time management, um, living your full potential. There's so many factors in here that are tiny little pieces of the puzzle to have higher quality of life. And here we're really going to start to break down the epigenetics and neuroplasticity. So epigenetics. Erin, I told you I was going to have little cells with parking bays on them. Yes. I'm like... <laughs> doing my little dance over here <laughs> just the good, good part yes so um my question to you Erin and and I, I'm randomly asking this do you drink coffee I don't usually I do okay. then but I'm not yeah. a drinker yeah you're not the perfect example I almost thought you would say yeah that I, don't, I don't drink any coffee um <laughs> I, I'm a herbal tea girl um but when I ask that question and people say, of course, um, and I say, well, what happens to you if you don't have your coffee? And they say, oh, my gosh, the withdrawals, I get this cracking headache. And this is the classic example that on our cells, we have our set of um, our genes, okay, what came from mum, what came from dad, um, and that's sort of made us up. They're our set genes, which, by the way, can mutate under extreme conditions. But generally, they stay the same genetic map. And what can change is the cell expression, the gene expression, the little parking bays on your cells. So when you become a coffee drinker, uh, and I will correct that term, when you become addicted to caffeine and you have your coffee hit every day, you have your caffeine fit into the parking bay on your cell because you've formed little parking spots, little receptors on your cells for caffeine. That's why if you don't have a drink of coffee, you get this cracking headache because you're actually having withdrawals. Your cells are saying, where's the caffeine? Where's the caffeine? And we have lots and lots of things create gene expression on our cells uh, through our diet, our lifestyle, our um our environment in our family, whether it's toxic, whether it's loving, um, you know, your social media habits, your media habits, medication, 
you know, medication is a classic one for creating receptors. That's why people become addicted to medication or their body becomes quite resilient to that dose. So you've got to up the dose. And when your cells divide, if you've got this input coming all of the time, you're creating basically um, a, a gene expression on that cell. So when it divides, and we div remember I said we have 10 million red cells uh, produce every second and 10 billion gut cells. So cell division is going on all of the time in our body, but it's coming with the new parking bays on. And so our, our entire being has this new gene expression on it of all these things that we're putting into our life. And, and our thoughts also create that because every time we have a thought, positive or negative, it creates a chemical reaction in our body, sends a signal down our nervous system, shoots out chemicals, shoots out hormones, and that also coats our cells. Mm -hmm. And this is where it really comes about thoughts create things. You become actually quite magnetic to your thought process. Because of the cell creation. So as you yes. create new cells, they have more of the family imprints versus the medication imprints. Yes, yes, correct. And neuroplasticity. <laughs> I thought this was the most clever way I could explain that. <laughs> um, it's the brain's ability to change and, and adapt and rewire itself. So we have um, all the input coming in. It creates literally a software program. You are not your brain. Your brain is a piece of hardware in there. It's actually all the input that changes the dynamics of the brain's ability to function, whether it be in total chaos um, and stress or in, um, in cognitive flow and sensibility. So basically, we have a neuroplasticity switch. And that's, that switch refers to um, molecules that, that allow the, the brain to produce new chemical signals and therefore new neural connections, like new, new wires that are starting to, to connect. And what it, it, it turns the brain ability on or off, depending on how stressful the input is, to basically to adapt to new experiences. And so the brain is very neuroplastic. It can change, and that's a beautiful thing I want you to know, it can change according to the input, okay? So the reticular activating system, known as the RAS, and it's just a big filter. <laughs> We've got millions and millions of inputs every single day. And the brain has this RAS there. So we literally don't go bonkers. <laughs> Some people's filters don't work very well because they're already in a state of overwhelm. And um, so literally, it's a, it's a bunch of neurons that's, well, it's not sort of in the top of the head. It's actually in the brain stem. And what that does, it, it plays a, a real key role in your arousal, your attention span, your ability to focus. It filters out redundant information, um, just allowing the brain to, to work in a cognitive process that helps with sleep cycle, maintaining the balance of your fight and flight response or your rest and digest response. The problem is most people's um, uh, switch is turned on and they, they are so out of whack in that. It's just like the foot on the throttle in mm. that fight and flight response. Mm -hmm. 
And the, the classic thing, if anyone's ever listened to Tony Robbins trainings, he'll say, focus on something red right now. Look around your room. What's red? What's red? What's red? And of course, your, your, I've got a big red chair under my desk um, and my, my phone covers red. So your eyes are, you know, picking up red straight away because yeah. we're taught to focus on that. That's your RAS doing its job. And sort of everything else becomes a little bit um, uh, not important at this point in time. And the classic one is that you've been hoping on getting your brand new car. You've found the car that you love. And um, as soon as you decide that you want that car, everyone's got one. Like you're seeing it everywhere. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. But you didn't see everyone driving that car before you decided you wanted one. So it came into your awareness. It's so funny. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to talk about, we've got three brains. Uh, Actually, we've got multiple brains. We've got over 120 systems in our body and each one has a brain, but we won't go into that. We're just going to talk about the three main brains. And uh, it's it's the, uh, the gut, the heart and the brain. But there's a real special relationship between the brain and the heart. So I thought I'd just put them uh, having a bit of a moment on a little bicycle there. <laughs> um, and so your microbiome, which is literally your colony of good and bad bacteria, determines your level of brain health as well. So there is a direct connection between our, our gut and our brain. And so if you live that low frequency lifestyle that I was talking about, your microbiome will be of very poor quality and that affects your brain directly. So what you eat, you also become. And this is a real critical thing. And so literally all three have their own nervous system and research has shown that the connection between all of them play a very important role in our overall health and well-being. But the most important thing as we spoke about before with the, the, the electromagnetic field, the, that connection, that heart-brain coherence is, is where the supernatural stuff occurs. That, that connection is so important. We have millions more neurons going from our heart up to our brain than what we do of our brain coming down to our heart. Um, and that's for a very, very good reason. Now, let's talk about something that most people, when I say, who suffers stress in the room, everybody puts their hand up. (laughs) And we're going to start uh, really talking about how that epigenetic process starts, um, that firing and wiring process, because thoughts create things. Your thoughts uh, literally create feelings, which create your your, um, reality. And we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Um, both conscious and unconscious, but uh, unfortunately, 90% of those are the redundant replays, generally negative, of the thoughts we had yesterday, the day before, um, that keeps our body in this state, this feeling of overwhelm, anxiety, um, feeling of lack, of scarcity. And when people, approximately 70% of people live in the hormones of stress, and this is survival, okay? The daily flooding of stress hormones, um, it's creating all these receptors on the body. And therefore, we're going to speak about in a moment, the body actually becomes addicted to the hormones of stress. Yes, come on now. 
Yes. And research has found, this is where we're going a little bit woo. <laughs> and research has found that 70% of people measured, because we can now measure, like Bruce Lipton was the, the father of um, being able to measure the frequency and relate that to the emotional status of the person. And obviously there was a lot more within the research than that. Um, most people look at that, that level of 100. It's suffering. It's fear. 70% of the population is living in such a low vibrational state. Um, by the way, the process of 2020 just basically popped the cork on that and, and just magnified um, the coping ability of people. And there's a lot more science behind that as well with being indoors and not getting our vitamin D, which does magical things to our, our brain health and our, our yeah, so there's a whole lot more involved than that. Um, but remember, our fuel tank represents the input coming in and therefore the quality of your life. So why do you feel this way? A lot of us just think of our, our, our current circumstances of, um, you know, having a bad day, but it's actually the compounding effect of the, the, the things that you've done over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And it's, it's also the environment that you're constantly exposed to. And the, I find the worst part is a lot of people are not taking responsibility for the fact that they can be in control of their response to what's going in, on in yeah. life. Yes. A lot of people feel like their illness is not their fault. Yes. And I don't know where that programming comes from. I'm going to meditate on that so I can get some answers. And there's something where people have this, I think I know where it comes from. It comes from the savior complex. It comes from our dependence on religion and um, thinking that we have to wait for a savior to bring us back and <clears throat> not understanding that we are our savior. We are the Christ, the Christless within us. And it's just, it's, it's tricky because when we do read, you know, biblical texts and spiritual texts, it says it there, but for some reason we don't receive it as such. So that's the disconnect. Yes, yes. And I mean, there's there's obviously the population that um, is brought up in a, a, a spiritual religious family and they, they have the teachings of the Bible. Um, that didn't happen in my family, but because of um, the environment that I was in, that my mother was um, a, a psychiatric um, dangerous woman, um, she was a victim in her own life. <laughs> she was actually a victim of her own hand, um, and, but we were a victim of her as well. And so, you know, it's then um, how was I blessed with having this inner voice saying that, um, Lisa, this is not normal, you will find a way. And I think I think everybody is born with that. Well, I know everybody is born with yes, that. Yes, yes. It's just that I was put into whatever correct incubator environment that um, I was quiet enough to listen to my inner voice and and just keep hoping that 
um, whatever I was thinking deep down is that I would find a way. And so here we have, I'm calling it the old new <laughs> because it's not new, <laughs> but we want to understand that that link between the holistic wellness and science and when East meets West and, and being Western trained in medicine, I'm so blessed because um, I, I, I can see on both sides of the fence. And, you know, Erin, I'm so excited. What's really coming to the forefront now are uh, the, the regenerative medicine people who are, mm -hmm. who are really um, in a non-bottom-line-driven um, non way, <laughs> you know, because the pharmaceutical and medical world is, um, you know, very cash-driven. Um, but what they want to do is improve the quality of people's lives, to have them living in wellness and not sickness. And, uh, you know, to, to live to 150, but well, mobile, unmedicated, happy, you know, how incredible is that? What contributions to the world can we, can we do through that? And um, I am living at evidence of medical technology. I've got a titanium hip. You'll see that in a moment. I've got it on a slide. Um, <laughs> and, so, you know, there are incredible breakthroughs with regenerative medicine coming through. And as a scientist, like I am, I'm in the middle of reading Tony Robbins' Life Force book at the moment, which has got this whole thing on epigenetics medicine right now. And it's mind-blowing what, I, see how excited I'm getting? Yes. Um, it's mind-blowing because combining that with woo, Oh my God, it's just like magic carpet ride. <laughs> um, so let's get back. Okay. <laughs> Combining, you know, the, the somatic healing with the, um, with the wisdom of science, we can neurologically, emotionally, and epigenetically lose our mind and create a new one. I love that language. Yes, yes. And let's quickly go back to the Hawkins scale. So David Hawkins did create this funnel of the different vibrational frequencies and emotions attached to that. Um, and the, it, it, I can relate it to, well, how did they do that? Well, we can do a heart um, map with an ECG. We can do a, a, an electromagnetic um, imaging of the brain. So we can measure um, bits and pieces of the body. And we've just put it into a a diagram that explains the, the level of frequency of what comes out of a human. And we've all done this, you know, <laughs> me being older than the present company on screen. Um, <laughs> we, we once upon a time only had telephones that were connected into the wall and you would dial them. <laughs> um, and you'd be thinking about your friend and all of a sudden, the landline would call and it'd be your friend on the end. It was so cool. Um, but we've all done that where we've been thinking about a friend. All of a sudden we got a call, a text. Um, that is the frequency going out into the universe. You've got to understand that. It just didn't happen by accident. And so knowing that that frequency, and by the way, how incredible is like how many gazillions of mobile number sequences are there? And they all right. have a unique sequence. Right. Now, if I dialed you right now, Erin, the frequency of this phone 
is coming exactly to the frequency of mm-hmm. your number sequence mm-hmm. that you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what we're trying to explain to you, to put it into other terminology. And so your dominating thoughts are going out into the universe and it is magnetic. What you think about comes exactly back as a mirror image in some form or another. And so people say, why is this always happening to me? Is because you're always thinking about negative crud. <laughs> and, and, and so it just keeps finding you. Um, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Uh, it's just their state of being. And so you are a magnet of whatever you're thinking. Let's go woo, baby. <laughs> and your emotions also align with your energy centers. So we're going to talk a little bit about our chakra system. And for those people who have not been um, familiar with that, I'm going to explain what chakras are in a moment. Um, but basically, the colors also represent the, uh, the, the, um, the frequency on the Hawkins funnel. And when I was in my, um, in my deepest, darkest despair with disability, pain and disease, it was the, the first three lower centers. And as we know, that is where all the suffering happens. But the chakras are believed to be the energy centers. So uh, it's the of the body and it's the traditional Indian um, medicine, the Hinduism, Buddhism, yoga and spiritual practices. So it's been around for thousands of years and there's seven main chakras, each associated with a specific area of the body and a particular electromagnetic frequency and color. And so basically each chakra is said to govern um, a certain physical, emotional, or spiritual aspect of a person's being. And when they're blocked or imbalanced, it leads to physical or emotional health problems. And we know that because <laughs> <laughs> most of us have lived that way. And we can then relate it back to this beautiful thing. And so when when we, and, and this is what um, one of the things that are, is, is part of my teachings is that when we start to work on somebody's um, health and well-being or upgrading their, um, their, their greatness, we start at the base root chakra and work our way up the, the way because we want to make sure that nothing's blocked um, and we don't miss anything and we've got our beautiful heart space, our our love and healing, our heart chakra is where it is the bridge between our earthly being and our infinite essence. And when that is open, my goodness, <laughs> uh, life certainly changes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quickly talk about the definition of stress. Erin, would you have liked to have said anything about the chakra system or we'll just keep going? Well, I just wanted to say that that you talked first about the connection between the the gut, the brain, and the heart. And as you look at um, you know the chakra system, you know those are also like the gateways in our chakras. Yes. Um, and so I just want to make sure that people are aware of that connection between the chakras in our actual physical body, 
because, um, you know, as we, and, and I do, tai, I, do, I was, I'm a Tai Chi master. So I did Tai Chi as well. I practiced Tai Chi and a lot of, we did a lot of Donjon tapping to activate our sacral chakra. And we did that because as we open up our, our energies, our lowest energy center that connects to our lower seats our, in our body, then we're able to activate more higher awareness and spirituality yeah. and connection to that. So I will, I hope that people are able to see that physical connection with the gut, the heart and the brain, as well as the chakra system. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're the perfect three gateways, aren't they? Yes. The definition of stress is when your brain and your body is knocked out of balance. <laughs> Hemostasis is the clinical term there. And it is a scientific fact that the hormones of stress downregulate genes and create disease. Remember 95% Bruce Lipton and all organisms in nature, they can tolerate stress for a short period of time. It's the refractory period. I'll give you the classic example. Um, Deer grazing on the African plains, lion comes pantsing out uh, to chase it. Deer takes off, fight and flight response outruns the lion and uh, then it, it checks the area, uh, no lion because the lion ran out of steam trying to catch it and it just goes back to grazing as if nothing happened, okay? That's hemostasis. But what happens is we get turned on because of our life and our thoughts and with those neurons constantly and firing and wiring the same emotional response um those hormones start changing our genetic expression and therefore those parking bays on our cells um are expecting those hormones of stress every single day and it's amazing what happens if we don't feed those hormones I thought this was the most beautiful picture to explain what's happening. This is so true. And look at the poor little guy's face. I I know. It's terrible. And so (laughs) let's talk about a habit for a moment. A habit is a redundant set of automatic thoughts and emotions, and it's acquired through repetition. Okay. Um, And 95% of who we are by the age of 35 is a memorized set of behaviors and emotional reactions. And they're unconscious habits that are hardwired beliefs and perceptions. This, this, it really annoys me, this picture, but it's so true. It's so true. (sighs) Let's talk about the other addictions of lifestyle. And, um, you know, a a group of young people out socialising, not one of them are talking to each other. (laughs) In fact, they probably are. They might be texting each other a message. Um, And uh, then we've got the people who, you know, binge watch Netflix while they're eating terrible food and drinking alcohol, there's substance of abuse. And then there's the people who are addicted to those hormones of stress. They've got depression and anxiety and they go and see a counsellor, but they're not solving their problems. Their problems aren't the fact that they've got anxiety and depression. Their problems are the fact that they are not living a fulfilled life and solving the problems of their life. And by the way, I'm not dismissing true clinical diagnosis because it's very real. I lived with a woman my mother was psychotic and, and 
it's it's terrifying. Um, but there are true uh, chemical imbalances that go on in the brain. And unfortunately, we are not doing enough with our own life to move ourselves out of this state. Mm-hmm. And so our body drives our thoughts and actions because our, we become very disconnected. Our body and mind become disconnected. Like there's a major blockage <laughs> going on. And so what happens is because we are, we've lived in these hormones of stress for so long, we've lost our energy field around us because our body has used every last bit of energy in the survival hormones just hanging on for for dear life and so we do become addicted to those hormones of stress and so i classic example if you um uh, are living in a toxic relationship and a day or two might go by where there is no argument one or or the other partner will do something to trigger uh, an episode where you're both fighting again and, and that is to get the hormone hit. It's unconscious, but it's real. Or if you are a yo-yo dieter and you're trying to get fit, um, you'll go out walking, step in a pothole and twist your ankle so you can't exercise. You know, the, the body is constantly throwing obstacles at you to keep you in that state. And breaking a habit is so hard. I just wanted to use this as a classic example because we brush our teeth automatically. We don't even think about it. Um, I, I promise you, next time brush your teeth, you'll be doing exactly the same way. But what I want you to do is do it with the other hand. You'll probably dig holes in your gum because <laughs> it's just so awkward because you haven't got the neural pathways to be able to uh, do that. And and disrupting those automatic processes is painful it's uncomfortable and that's why people find it so difficult to change Mm. and so starting a new diet you first have to ask yourself why you overweight and don't say your genes because that ain't the case um (laughs) um, and so with five percent of your conscious mind you want to be healthy but your 95 percent programming is saying a completely different story. You know you've tried that before. Um, God, what's your mother going to say when you try this next diet? Um, you know, it's you're going to get hungry within a day. All this stuff comes flooding into you and the brain flicks a safety switch because it's trying to trick you. That's all that negative chatter that's going on. And the hardest part about change is not making the same choices and the moment you decide to change um that that the brain sends out a safety net it says don't go there because i don't know that territory it's unknown and you don't want to go there and and that's the worst part about people not being able to change because they they succumb to that but we have so much power i want you to think of watermelon right now how beautiful fresh smell the texture the juiciness um as a kid we used to spit the seeds at our friends and <laughs> uh, these days they're all seedless so uh, yeah dangerous. i was gonna say i miss the seeds <laughs> i know i know it's hilarious well it's not actually it's um, not actually <laughs> no no that was half the fun of eating watermelon yeah. spitting the seeds at your friends um but we very quickly 
hopefully most of the listeners have have experienced watermelon. You can get that just like that. That's the ability of the mind to bring an image forward. And here is what is the power of mentally rehearsing your new life. Dennis Waitley is one of the the um, key fathers behind. Um, working with elite athletes and teams to literally uh, watch the response in their body as they're playing the game or winning the race in their mind um, and they get the same physical firing and wiring of muscles in a particular order, their heart rate, the perspiration on their body, their body responds exactly as though they were physically doing it, but they're doing it in their mind. These yep. mind movies are so powerful. This is what I did as a child athlete in the pool um, is I would I would be winning the race in my mind before the race. And the power of that is incredible. Like you're literally creating your future. And so we know that it's powerful and true to be able to rehearse your new life. And so taking a thought or a goal for the future and to be able to mentally live in that moment and feel the feelings that come up with that is incredibly powerful. That feeling, I just got a rush of feeling right then. I don't know if you did, Erin. Yeah, we we are we are very present constantly. And as soon as our brain takes on something, we get that we, we it's a visceral effect. And the mentally rehearsing it begins to install the new neurological hardware as though the experience has already happened. This is the part of the new epigenetic change going on. But it takes 66 days to rewire a new pathway. So you've got to do it every day. <laughs> it just can't be one episode. <laughs> um, it's like pregnancy. you got to cook the baby for nine months. <laughs> yeah. It's really 10 months, 40 weeks. Come on now. Yeah, this is true. Um, and that process of you feeling, being in that moment of excitement, joy, love, connection, those higher vibrations, it starts to bring your, your real vibration up. And I'm having a rise going on in my body right now. Mm. And, and so this is the process of that real change starting. You're epigenetically starting to signal new genes. And what happens is we're raising our energy field. And when we start to raise our energy field, apart from the chemical um, response and new connections in our body, we're now allowing more energy to be come into our, into our being to be able to rise up our vibration. It's, it's, so we're, we're actually starting to generate energy because we've got flow going on. We've got movement of that, that internal chi and, and beautiful um, infinite essence going on in our body. And, but people say to me, Lisa, my life's in such crisis. How, I, how I'm so low, I don't know how to get out. Um, but our decisions shape our destiny. It can happen in an instant. Decision means change. It means decide. And so what are your current dominating thoughts? It's if it's negative, we have to learn how to change our vibrational state, even if it's for a moment or two a day. And we start working on those. And it's not just about your vibration. It's about putting clean food into your, your body. It's about moving your body. It's about 
um, focusing on the the loving connections you have in your relationships and you know, avoiding the the toxic ones. Um, so it's it, most people have a bad relationship with money, um, and that is actually our solar plexus chakra. So you know we've got some uh, some issues to to work on there. And the biggest part is, are you prepared to change your current identity? Yes. This is this is where the the rubber hits the road. Yes. If you are not prepared to let it go, it is not going to happen. No matter how many courses you take, no matter how many mantras you chant, it is not going to change. If you are, you've got an attachment to being a victim. That's a big one. I, I sorry, I had to call it out. That <laughs> yeah, part. <laughs> um, and literally. You have to lose your mind to create a new one. We can't repair your Morris Minor enough to turn it into a Ferrari. It ain't going to happen, okay? So we have to literally tap into your supernatural potential, your infinite essence, that divine stuff that we all have. And uh, there are major forces of transformation. Now, I'm not going to go into this because it's it's a whole nother topic, but it's immersion learning and stacking, mm-hmm. okay? It's, it's a very, very powerful process. And then the next part of that is practice. It's spaced repetition over and over and over again. Remember I said it's 66 days of constant firing and wiring for those neurons to actually finally make a connection and they're still very unstable. Because if you don't continue after that, we're not going to get that that conduit, that protective coating on the top, which is called myelin sheath. Um, just fun fact there. Uh, that that myelin sheath. It's myelination. Yeah, myelination. Mm. Um, where we have uh, it's a it's a, an essential fatty acid coating on there. It's sort of like uh, you know, in our wires, we've got this plastic coating on it. So it's literally the coating to actually make sure it's hardwired. So then it becomes an automatic process. And then it's also practicing that living in your new state every single day, even if it's for just a moment. That moment will count. It's the compound effect. And we're almost done. But I just want to say everyone is run by BS. It's by your own BS. <laughs> it's what you chose. You chose it. Um, but I'll, I'll be a little bit kinder. It's actually your belief system. <laughs> um, and what you chose to believe. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's what we were programmed um, ever since we were in utero, you know, even before we popped out into the world. Uh, everything your mother was exposed to, whether it be good or bad, um, you got that too. And so, but then in our our world, our real world, it's the education system, it's the church system, it's our culture, it's the government, it's the media, it's the sick care industry, it's television, it's our grandparents' belief system. Um, that They dump all that on us. And that is why I said, Everything that happens for the first 35 years is basically your patterns that way. And so this little cycle, it's a it's a Tony Robbins thing, um, is we all have potential, but you are the one with your belief system 
believing how much potential you do or do not have. I know you have infinite potential, but you may not believe you do. And so that potential will drive how much action you do when you try to change. And if it's not very much, you don't get very much result. Yeah. And therefore, it reinforces your belief system Mm -hmm. that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And so that cycle goes on. And so we actually hijack our own belief system. And uh, it can change. And success is 80% psychology, only 20% mechanics. (laughs) Um, And your story, baby, I am a fearless lioness, (laughs) even though there's a little kitten looking in the mirror. (laughs) And the only thing that keeps us from getting what we want is the story we keep telling ourselves. I am power. I am amazing. I am great. I, these are my I am power statements that I say every single day. How powerful is that? And saying it in front of the mirror and looking yourself directly into the eyes as well, man, you're, you're looking directly into your soul. And it's, it's there. It's saying, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And we have to close the gap. Remember I said you can't turn your Morris Minor into a Ferrari. We have to literally get a brand new car. Yeah. You don't want the old one anymore. You don't want it. (laughs) It's messed up. Um, So we've got the identity gap. And who we really are is how in your truth you should feel, which is beautiful, which is loved, which is compassion, which is worthiness. And your it's just your your pure essence that's who you really are but what we want the world to see is what we think the world wants us to be and what we think we should be and it's all just a big facade and that is so energy consuming to Mm. try and be somebody else every single day from the moment your eyes wake up to make sure that your eyebrows are just a certain way, that you've got the right length of lash on, that your lips are pouted enough, that they've just got that right amount, you know, that be you. Just be the beautiful you. You are more beautiful than anything you can make that is not real. Mm. And I'm just going to spend a moment on affirmations that. Living in your negative state, you cannot chant, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, and expect you're going to get happy. I've done affirmations way before now, and they didn't change my life. (laughs) I stayed miserable and angry. Um, You are actually affirming power words to a negative state, and that is actually not good. All right? And so how to live in the power of the new you. First of all, you've got to be clear about who you want to become and how you want to live. Not even taking in anybody else's consideration. They don't matter. You matter. And then implementing a process that's a proven map to get you desired results. And there are thousands of successful people like reputable high profile um, people who uh, show the way. 
And then you've got to raise your standards and remove the people, the things, the identity that's been holding you back. That's a process. Yeah. That's a, that's a long process because we are just riddled with guilt and shame and blame, um, a lot of it by what other people cast upon us. And we're attached to those people and think we need them in our life because they might be family. <laughs> Here's a snapshot of, there you go, medical technology. Um, I'll only spend a moment on that. I've reinvented myself, Erin, many times, and I'm sure you have too. And the biggest example I can give is to physically um, reinvent myself. For 30 years, I was a disabled person, like literally lower limb disabled. I could not walk unassisted. And when I had my hip replacement in 2017, um, I was terrified uh, because I had surgery that went wrong a number of years before. And the other thing was, I didn't know what it was like to live as an able-bodied person. My identity, my successful Lisa to all these people that knew Lisa that was always on crutches or a walking stick, there was an identity attached to that. Mm. And I thought, am I going to be still as powerful as an inspiring and influential as an able-bodied person? That was actually a thought that went through my mind. And it was a valid thought because people could associate, well, there's something wrong with her and she was successful. If I look normal, they can just think, well, she's lucky. <laughs> and so there was a process of me stepping into my new identity as well. And this is one of, was one of the, the biggest things is because um, it was also healing my base chakras. Mm. <laughs> Light bulb moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 so uh, I was in hospital for 26 days um, because there were complications, and they were the best, darkest, darkest 26 days of my life mm -hmm. because I went deep. Mm. I went really, really deep into the "Who are you, Lisa?" questions. Who are you really? What do you want to do for the world? And moving right along, we have to live in our potential power. We all have potential power. And when you think, well, I am, I don't have enough money. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. Resources are never a problem. The lack of resourcefulness is the big problem. I've faced bankruptcy a couple of times. And so I've, ne I've not had money to get me out of the hole. And so there are millions of free resources online that you can just use endlessly. And there is no excuse. And so our emotion equals energy in motion. And to make yeah. conscious change, We've got our little pea-sized 5% conscious brain <laughs> driving the bus. <laughs> um, but it's the 95 subconscious brain, which is the hardwiring, the, the whole software program going on that we need to literally reprogram. And so to make constant change, we have to break that. And that is really, really uncomfortable. Not, um, not like you, 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 we're going in to break something. <laughs> It means we've got to change 
out of our current state into a new state. And getting uncomfortable is part of the process. And you have to understand interrupting the pattern is not going to be easy. It is uncomfortable. So I want you to embrace that. I want you to accept that as part of your responsibility is yes, yes. it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. So let's get at it. <laughs> and you're going to feel like you're losing mind. And <laughs> basically you are. So yes. that's the whole process. Um, you said it, what, you need to lose your mind to create a new one. Yes, yes, you do. And so right now we're all in this high beta brainwave, incoherent, chaotic stuff going on all day long. Uh, and, and they're the hormones of survival. Um, but what we want to do is create this beautiful, coherent brain. It's almost like, ah! <laughs> it's just light and calm and peaceful and uh so to reprogram got to make a decision gonna do it no matter what i'm a burn the bridges baby you know there is no going back for me and um and that means that you're looking forward looking for solutions very powerful so you've got to create a blueprint what what do you want your life to look like <laughs> you that you're in the driver's seat you've got the blank parchment and then create daily repetition those rituals but the the main thing that I do this through and teach my clients is through sound breath and guided meditation and all of those three things raise our vibrational frequency and we are sending uh, uh guided instruction into our conscious brain while we move into the subconscious programming i'm going to show an example of that in a moment so the steps to conscious change generally you've got to be at rock bottom you've had enough yeah and, and that is it okay you no longer want to be a victim you're ready to rise yeah you want to be a victor and you make a real non-negotiable decision to change you create massive imperfect action be prepared to fall over. Uh, it's the only way to go. And uh, be prepared to change your limiting beliefs. Create a success plan. Come back and take massive imperfect action all over again. But surround yourself with the people who are lifting you higher. Mm. Okay. You want to go up to their vibrational state to help you in your days of discomfort. And literally, gosh, look at me as a 33-year-old year Erin doesn't even look like me um and it was about half a million dollars and 30 years of me searching for answers to unlock my supernatural power and i believe i have the recipe now okay i i live that every day um the things that come into my life are extraordinary erin has come into my life which i believe is an extraordinary gift and it you know these these vibrational patterns are just part of my being. And it's extraordinary once you are up there. And I have had a daily practice for about 20 years, but it's evolved. Um, it's not the same thing every single day because we need to have change in there for, um, uh, you know, fluid and growth. But it's moving and breathing. It's get grateful. 
be grateful for what you have. It's okay to be eager for more, but be grateful for what you have. Um, your arms, your legs, water coming out of your, your faucet in the kitchen, in the shower, um, food on your table. Be grateful for what you have and visualize what you want to create. Meditation is such a key part. We're now in modern science, thank goodness, of saying that meditation is now a practice of personal growth and, and healing and all of these other things. And I listen to personal development while I exercise, um, which is a perfect, my brain is in that perfect receiving state because yeah. I'm actually focused in the moment. Oh, I have to tell you, I have alarms set. And this one today, because it's 10.30 here in Australia, it says, live as though your prayers are already answered. <laughs> so I've got three alarms that go off a day. Yes. And, <laughs> I love it when that happens on, on live uh, shows. Um, and, and basically, so we're building daily habits for extraordinary success. And I'm just going to finish off with demystifying meditation. Is not weird. <laughs> it's actually really beautiful. And there are many forms of meditation. It is not sitting in the lotus position chanting om, okay? Um, that is one form if you would like to do that. And it's for a particular reason you do that because om is actually a particular vibrational position in our uh, chakra system. Um, but there is walking meditation. If you go for a walk in Mother Nature, do not take your phone. Just you and your walking shoes and obviously some active wear and just be, just look at the birds, look at the beautiful trees, look at the flowers. That is a form of meditation because you're being in the present moment. There's lying meditation, sitting meditation. Um, so we just have to understand, oh, next slide will help. <laughs> um, it just means becoming familiar with self. And being present of your body parts, being present of your breath, your in-breath, your out-breath, your feeling, what's going on in your body, um, your seat on the chair right now. You know, it's being aware and it's almost like an observer and it's, it starts to quieten the body and the brain. And so the best times to meditate are morning and evening because these are the optimal times for the doors to our subconscious mind being open. And generally there's too much in the middle of the day anyway, that there's not enough um, space and quiet time for us to get into that personal space. And so we want to change the, the brainwave activity to its optimal because the brain produces particular chemicals morning and evening. Okay, we've got serotonin for alertness and we've got melatonin for relaxation. And if you look at the slide here, the conscious brain, like I showed you that chaotic brain with all the brainwaves going over, um, that's our daily thinking, analytical, stressful mind. When we're in the twilight zone of almost drifting asleep or just about waking up, we're in our alpha state. Um, that's a really beautiful twilight zone. And then our theta state is where really the subconscious programming goes on. And so that guided meditation, we're awake, we're listening, we want to get down into the theta waves. And through the process of meditation and giving the body instruction as well to, to breathe, to relax, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then, you know, so that's where the reprogramming can happen. But then when we move down into the delta and the gamma, like that's that's supernatural levels of, of you. <laughs> you are you are 
absently present in your body. <laughs> mm. um, and so that reprogramming is the combination of sound, breath, and guided meditation raises your vibrational frequency. We give the subconscious a new program. It signals new neurons to fire and wire and therefore signals new genes to be created on our cells. And we can't just fix one thing in our life. My focus in my holistic wellness is everything to do with our mind, body, and soul, because you can't have any of the areas neglected if you want to reach that level of greatness, that supernatural ability of living an extraordinary life. And uh, thoughts create things, my friends, and we all have the giant within. And it seriously is time to wake up the giant. And uh, as Rumi says, set your life on fire. Thank you so much. I love this, sis. Come on now, Miss Lisa. Um, Y'all listening and watching, I hope you made it to the end because this was a beautifully packaged presentation that literally walked us through every aspect of changing your thoughts to things like for real, because I mean, if you weren't already, if you were mystified, I hope that this demystified the process for you because she brought in the science, she brought in, you know, the, the theta, the gamma, the delta, the alpha, the beta waves, you know, bringing in all of that information are things, these are, these are words, these are experiences that people are very familiar with yet have never put it together with their own existence, especially as a divine conscious being. Yes. And that's one thing, you know, actually she didn't touch upon. So that woo-woo aspect of being, oh God and spirit and all these things that we're thinking that we're going to talk about was never actually <laughs> mentioned. It was about electromagnetic fields. It was about, you know, levels of consciousness that had been rigorously tested for decades. You know, these are scientifically backed evidence-backed theories, facts, principles that point to uh, an imperative. I feel like it's a necessity to take charge of, of your life, of our lives. Yes. yes. And, and so I really am so grateful for you and doing this presentation and sharing your time and sharing your space, sharing your own experiences. Come on now, you had your hip bone picture there <laughs> knowing what what happens when we aren't living in alignment when we are not living in our truth it literally kills us yes and I said this on a previous podcast and the guest was kind of like this is harsh but I was like we either heal or we die yes. and we're not physically drop dead but our, our soul our spirit our energies are reflecting death Yes. And so it really is incumbent upon us in these days and time to find the strength every single day to heal, to affirm ourselves in truth yes. and really live as much as we can in our best and highest potential. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. 
Well, Miss Lisa, for those who might not have caught your first podcast, can you please share with them how we can stay in touch with you, how we can work with you, how we can continue to learn this great information? Yes, thank you. Uh, the easiest place is to go to my website and um, uh, I, I'm sure they're going to be in the show notes, Erin, but my name is Lisa Marie. My surname is a bit tricky, so it's M-A-R-R. Double E, so lisamarie.com. And uh, I've got beautiful free resources in there. Um, I'll be, uh, I'm actually in the process of building an app as well that's going to have free meditations and, uh, and so, you know, all sorts of goodies on there as well. So that'll be dropped onto my website when that happens. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I just love sharing the goodness and, and helping people plant the seeds of hope that they can move into their supernatural greatness which is we we all have it we just have to uh, decide to let it go all the stuff that we're hanging on to and start to heal and start to move through that that uh, infinite potential yes infinite potential and i also want to invite you all to follow me at i am erin Patton on instagram facebook linkedin and we have so many more resources including this podcast at themetabusiness.world. And also you can follow the Metabusiness Millennial Podcast on Instagram. And again, thank you Did all you really so love much for this making episode it to the of the Metabusiness Millennial Podcast. We love you so much. Well, I am honored. Be blessed. And I appreciate Peace. you subscribing, thank leaving you. a review, and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, AaronPatton.com to find all the show notes, links, and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.